Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Almost live from the trenches of New York City, here are your middle-aged warriors, Chris Cimino and Rick Summers. Hey, welcome to Middle-Aged Warriors. We're a little bit older than we were the last time we spoke, but uh, welcome to show number 58. I'm Rick Summers, and that guy over there, good-looking one, is Chris Cimino. Hey, Where? how are you? There's a good-looking guy in the room? You. I'm good. How are you? How are you? you? Chris looks so good. He still looks so young. He's so handsome. Oh, please. You're I'm preserved. I'm preserved in olive oil. It's from all, yeah. all the olive oil and garlic. Of my <laughs> it's olive oil and formaldehyde, right? I wish I felt anyway, this good. Welcome. Welcome on board to show number 58. Hard to believe Memorial Day is in our rearview mirror. I uh, hope everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend. It was an ugly and one. Valerie, my <laughs> wife says, you know, once July 4th comes, summer's pretty much over. Yeah. And all of a sudden, July 4th is like, it's not that many weeks away, is it? Well, I don't I, believe how quickly this year is going by. I don't, believe, I, I don't buy into that 4th of July, the summer's over. To me, it's kind of almost just beginning. You have a whole month of July and August. So I'm going to poo-poo Valerie's theory of the 4th of July means the summer is over. But... Something that had come up a little bit, we talked about it briefly in, I guess, our last show, because I was cleaning out the house that I finally sold after 23, 24 years of living in it and raising a family in it. We're talking about stuff today. Stuff. Yeah. You know about stuff. Oh, stuff is everywhere. I mean, it, it is literally everywhere. And yeah. the problem is we accumulate stuff that at a, at a rate that is just hard to even fathom. I mean, and it does accumulate. So now that we're getting older, we're both in our 60s, sorry to say that, what do we do with all this stuff that stuff. we've been accumulating <laughs> for all these years? Yeah, because you stuff. can't take you it's can't everywhere. take the stuff with you. Yeah, and it's and it is overwhelming. What's that great line you told me uh, from the Denzel Washington? Oh, Denzel movie? Washington had said something, you, you never see a U-Haul following a hearse. <laughs> and it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of true. I mean, you know, it's too late for that. So it is um, true. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. true. But you came across a bit that I had forgotten about, and I just want to play a little bit of it for our listeners, the George Carlin stuff bit. So before we bring in our guest, oh, great. let's have a listen to this. I would have been out here a little bit sooner, but they gave me uh, the wrong dressing room, and I couldn't find any place to put my stuff. And I don't know how you are, but I need a place <laughs> to put my stuff. So that's what I've been doing back here. Just trying to find place for my stuff. You know how important that is. That's the whole, that's the whole meaning of life, isn't it? Trying to find a place for your stuff. That's all your house is. Your house is just a place for your stuff. If you didn't have so much goddamn stuff, you wouldn't need a house. You could just walk around all the time. That's all your house is. It's a pile of stuff with a cover on it. You see, you take off an airplane and you look down and you see everybody's got a little pile of stuff. Everybody's got their own pile of stuff. And when you leave your stuff, you gotta lock it up. Wouldn't want somebody to come by and take some of your stuff. <laughs> they always take the good stuff. <laughs> they don't bother with that crap you're saving. Ain't nobody interested in your fourth grade arithmetic. They're looking for the good stuff. That's all your house is. It's a place to keep your stuff while you go out and get more stuff. <laughs> now, sometimes, sometimes you've got to move. you got to get a bigger house. Why? Too much stuff. <laughs> You gotta move all your stuff. And maybe put some of your stuff what in the store. Imagine that. There's a whole industry based on keeping an eye on your stuff. 
<laughs> What's that? Well, I was going to say, and what could be more true for a couple of guys? I mean, think about, you know, all the years that you worked in media and got T-shirts and got oh. so much, quote unquote, free stuff over the years. And yet it's really hard to part with it. No, I, I, had, I, yeah. I still have a T-shirt from my first radio job back in 1979, WTKO mm -hmm. in Ithaca, New York. I still have that T-shirt, and I can't part with it. What the hell is wrong with me? No, I I, I have T-shirts from uh, my WNEP days in Scranton, from WLWT in Cincinnati. I have my old softball shirts, uniform shirts, when we were the Clash City Rockers. Uh, we named ourselves after the band The Clash because we were badasses. But I look at these, yeah, and it's sort of like, how do I get rid of this, though? It's so cool, but but it's like, what am I going to do with all this stuff? Yeah. yeah, and ultimately, and I hate to say this, it becomes somebody else's problem because luckily you have kids, right. luckily or not. But right. the point being that you know um, that when Nancy passed away a few years ago, you guys lived in a house for what 30 years no about 20 about 24 years a lot of stuff hey you want to take a minute for one of our sponsors bet online it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds and it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up so head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, okay. so we've got a, we've got a guest. A we, we've got a guest who's going to talk more about stuff uh, because somebody who's actually going through the process as we speak. So we're going to get to Stephen Steinhaus, your cousin, right? Yes, my cousin, and I'm really proud to bring him on. He is a, a PhD psychologist. He works for a company called HR Alignment. He's based out of Chicago, but he came back to New York because he has to empty the house he grew up in of all the stuff from right. back in the, you know, back in the day. Okay. And uh, his mom just recently passed away. So he's now going through a lot of stuff. And I cannot believe it has taken me this long to reach into my family brains and be able to rely on somebody who is far more educated, a little bit older, but also a middle-aged warrior and that is my cousin, Stephen, who comes to us via Zoom, is in from uh, Chicago, where Stephen lives with his wife and is come back to Long Island to deal with nothing else other than stuff. Because Stephen's mom, Stephen, that would be my aunt, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing the math again, are you? <laughs> see, how, see how quickly I catch on? I'll tell see, you. He's the one with the PhD. And I just have a, I have MSW in very small letters, but Stephen, it's so great to have you and welcome to Middle Age Warriors. How's Middle Age treating you? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. I do whatever I can to, as I often uh, refer to it, retard old age. So uh, hmm. I, I, I do whatever I possibly can within my control. Stephen, first of all, I want, I, I want to send my condolences uh, to you as well, Stephen, for, for the passing of your mom. And, and I know what that process is like that you're undergoing to a degree, at least right now. Um, now, you've been back here in New York. How long in the process of trying to uh, get things together and get rid of stuff, I guess? Yeah, I'm de-stuffing, right. So I, was, <laughs> I, I think I arrived back in New York on uh, April 24th. Wow. And I've been working pretty much at, on the house at least five days a week, about uh, 10 to 12 hours a day. 
Um, it's a full-time job. Yeah, it, it, it really it really is. And as I turn 66, I'm pulling back on work a bit and uh, mm -hmm. and using this time to, to do this. And in a way, it has its uh, functional uh, elements of clearing out the house, but also gives me an opportunity to revisit my past and mm -hmm. go, go through um, the artifacts of uh, my family history, both good and Let bad. Let me ask you what the biggest surprise in going through all this stuff is. Well, it's <laughs> every day there are new surprises. So mm -hmm. I, I can't say that uh, there's a biggest surprise. I mean, I find, you know, as I refer to it, family artifacts um, that, uh, reveal things that I perhaps never knew before. So that's mm -hmm. obviously surprising. I find other artifacts that kind of uh, refresh my memory, um, bring things to life uh, in ways that I haven't uh, revisited in many years. And also, I guess on a, a more functional level, um, how much work it's mm -hmm. all been. It has been a lot of work, as I just said to somebody, physically, intellectually, and emotionally. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I found. And uh, obviously, you were a little more, uh, again, maybe with the PhD, you approached it a little more intellectually and in figuring out how much time you're going to need to clear out the house because I, I underestimated my process. And I was in that home for just shy of 24 years. How long did your family live in that home? So we moved in. So yeah, I, th I think Rick said I'm 66. So we moved in, in uh, at when I was about six months old. Wow. Uh, so 1955, the house was built and we moved. Wow. Here. wow. So and, there, that's a lot of stuff to accumulate. And uh, has it been hard to part with things that you've come across and said, I have no real use for this. I have no real room for it. I'm going to call. We've got junk. And uh, and I hate to refer to it as junk, but that is kind of the catchphrase in 2021. Um, is it hard to let go of some of that stuff? Challenging on a number of levels, one of which is uh, I feel my mother is looking down. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, <laughs> if I uh, throw some, we used to joke uh, when she was alive that um, she used to say, well, you're just going to get a container and put it on a you know driveway and throw everything <laughs> in it. And I used to say, you're right, mom. You know, that's what I'm going to do. Yard uh, sale. Yeah, but that said, I've been uh, extraordinarily diligent about making sure that uh, everything finds a new home because it's the thing she worked for. Um, and uh, that meant a lot to her with yeah. the exception of the you know, piles of uh, things. She was ever, she, she believed in reuse. So she had piles of bubble wrap that were about, oh, wow. uh, <laughs> about, about a foot and a half, two feet high. Um, um, right. And that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are cer certain things there that obviously can go, but is there anything in particular, because I know for me, I had a certain uh, level of sentimentality from object to to handwritten things, the things that were much more personal. Do you find it sort of easier to part with some things as opposed to others in terms of categorically? The hardest thing, without a doubt, to, to, to deal with are, um, you know, I'm a bit of a sentimental old fool. So the, the hardest mm -hmm. thing to deal with are photographs. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm finding photographs the likes of which I have never seen. Family photographs, um, part of which, Rick, you know, you would be very interested in seeing because they contain, you know, parts of our family history. Um, so the photographs are hard. Letters, I'm a real sap mm -hmm. when it comes to that. Yep. Um, so <laughs> correspondence, things I've sent her, birthday cards, and that sort of thing. I always 
made it a point to write um, what I thought to be meaningful greeting cards. Um, right. And uh, they tended to be long, so I've got, kept, I've got a box of them. On the other hand, there's a sentiment, sentimentality of things like the little yellow table uh, that I had when I, when I was when when I was a child, and I thought about as I, I as I was making a decision as to what to do with it uh, mm. about all the things I used to do with it. I spent a lot of time at that little little yellow table, <laughs> coloring, uh, but but part of which you know creating. So that was my original, you know, artwork, if you will. My my original creativity came out on that table. My wife said, well, you probably should, you know, bring that back. I said, well, <laughs> for, what, for what purpose? Right, uh, right. She said at one point, well, maybe you could hang that. It had an interesting pattern on top onto the wall. Maybe you can do that. Mm -hmm. and I thought at the end of the day, I thought there is some, it is functional at this point to let go. And at this point, just rely on the richness of my memories rather than um, keeping all this stuff. You know, it's really funny. I have a superstition. You were talking about the accumulation of pictures, uh, Stephen, and of course, everything we now have digitally, theoretically, on the phone or in the cloud or wherever. I can't find anything. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, I feel for years I felt this way, that I cannot rip up or throw out a picture of somebody who is still alive because I'm superstitious. And I feel like that would be what's what's the term in Yiddish, Stephen? Is it Kanahara? Yeah, it, right. It, mm -hmm. it, it <laughs> means it would bring bad luck mm -hmm. and a black cloud. Yeah, I, I yes, uh, there there are photos. I yeah, I I, 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 I agonized over cer certain photos, um, but uh, ultimately, for reasons such as you're suggesting, I, I kept them all, and I have lots mm -hmm. of photos. And we were not a big photo family. Um, so I can imagine um, right. <laughs> what other families have. Um, and I, with my family, I'm a very big photo family, but there is the cloud for that. And right. my daughter will have to deal with a gazillion photos. <laughs> well, somebody somebody had suggested to me that with some of those things to take, you know, with our phones today and, and take a digital image of it. And at least you preserve it in that sense. But to be honest, when it comes to pictures, because they're a little bit easier to store, they don't take up all that much space per se compared to some other things. Um, I I did not part with any of them. I don't know what will happen with them ultimately, but but there is something about that. And removing a picture feels like you're really just removing that that person and that, that existence. Do you find that getting rid of some of the things, I, the whole process to me sort of felt like going through these series of mini funerals every couple of days and going through that mourning process again. It, it was just... It what that's what really made it so exhausting emotionally to me. I, I don't know how, if you're finding that as you go through this. Without a doubt, um, and oddly enough, um, at this point, in terms of the, the massive amount of stuff in the house, which it's taken me a while to do things about, I'm finally getting to a point after all this time of uh, clearing a good portion of the house. Uh, yesterday, I felt like maybe I'm 99% done, mm. um, but. To, to that point, to the point you made, Chris, I really do feel uh, a void, uh, mm -hmm. and and you know, uh, and and there is a sense of you know a mournful kind of feeling. Sure. Uh, hey, I want to tell you about our very adult sponsor that is Adam and Eve. You know, free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. 
Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item that you'll both enjoy. And there's six free spicy movies as well, plus free shipping. So that's BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V. That's the offer code BLEAV at checkout at adamandeve.com. So I used to refer to my mother as pathologically cheap. And in, in recent years, however, I, I've slightly altered that to understand it to be pathologically frugal as a function of the fact that she did. She, the parents came here without a penny in their, without a penny in their pocket, uh, didn't know the language. She lived in, her and her sister lived in a living room of that apartment. Um, that's where they grew up. Our parents on our, on, the, on our father's side said family, Rick, um, the mother was known to use every part of the chicken, including right. you know, chicken feet. Um, so that's part, that is indeed part of where it all makes sense as to why there are so many bottle tops all throughout the house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's also that notion that you never know if you're gonna need it someday. You never know if you could need it. And in terms of stuff, of course, there's in the most, the, the simplistic, super, but brilliant kind of philosophy. If if you haven't used it or you don't anticipate using it in the next two to three years, buy a new one. Um, <laughs> right. And 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 that that I've had to learn. And uh, and in fact, Chris, to a point you made earlier, has made it a lot easier to, you know, these are just things. The memories will stay. The photographs will stay. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the things go, we can repurchase them uh, unless right. they're. You know some sort of art, irreplaceable artifact right uh, and, the, and to, you, to answer your question there is one that i'm looking at right now it's a bit of an irreplaceable artifact it's this louis the 15th writing desk that we wouldn't use anymore but i have um having a real hard time letting go of that mm. it's, it's 200 years old and wow. um uh, if you've ever seen a movie the red violin it, it, it as i saw it and recall it it occurs to me that like the red violin, this is seen. This, this mm-hmm. has been a part of many different stages in, in mm-hmm. life. Um, and I, I'm, I'm having a real hard time figuring out what to do with that. Yeah, I, I think when something tugs at you that way, that strongly, at least for me personally, I tried to figure out how to make it happen. I, I, I had two items that I had to take. One was uh, a piano that my wife had given to me for my 50th birthday as a gift. And there was no way I was leaving that behind or out of the family were selling it. And a grandfather clock that was given to me from a friend who actually helped me launch my career. So those two things, even though I brought them from a home into an apartment, and it's suddenly two items that I brought into an apartment has created chaos in the apartment and readjusting (laughs) furniture and things moving all over the place. But I know I couldn't, I wasn't ready certainly to part with that. And it sounds like what you're talking about with that desk is maybe if you can find a way to hang on to it, that would I think that would make you feel probably better. Well, and and, and relating to that, um, so my parents were divorced when I was young, and my father moved into a place that nobody had ever heard of before in 1969 called Park Slope. <laughs> it, it, he passed away in uh, 91, um, and uh, so I, this is the second time I've been through that. Mm-hmm. But what we did elect to preserve there was essentially. His, his 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 dining room, which mm. include included a, so we had a brownstone, so a very large table. I don't know, was it 
five by five with many, many leaves. And to your point, Chris, I, I, I like the piano. I, I've, we've had real challenge. We've had real challenges uh, finding a home mm. uh, that would fit that that, right. that, that <laughs> dining room table. But it was the hearth of you know right. that we had to preserve and right. where we enjoyed so much time and shared so many so many great memories sitting around the hey, table. Do you want to plug your company, Stephen? Yeah, tell Is us a bit about questions? that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a small boutique consulting firm. It's uh, so uh, human resource alignment consulting. Um, so I, Rick mentioned I'm a psychologist. I'm an industrial psychologist. So uh, so what I do, a lot of people say, what's that? What I do is uh, I assess people's fit for roles. I do executive coaching, uh, usually with senior level executives. And I also work with human resource departments on building out people processes and people metrics. Wow. I would say you're the first industrial psychologist I've ever met. Uh, and certainly the first not, guest on the show. Not, <laughs> yeah. not an uncommon response. And a lot of people are like, so what does that mean? Do you like analyze machines? And uh, <laughs> Not yet. Any, not yet anyway, but with, with the AI, who knows? Maybe you will be. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. I, I uh, analyze people being machines in some cases. Maybe. So how is the process of cleaning out the house you grew up uh, going and how far along are you and uh, what have you learned what do you regret what is uh, a takeaway for any of us who is going to have to deal with this or already dealing with it well there you know so i'm almost done uh with with this part of the process and as i said it's a difficult it's been a difficult part of the process um you know what i've learned i mean different people i guess have different problems, different challenges with stuff uh, and how to deal with stuff as, as Carlin so rightly pointed out and so humorously pointed out. I don't know, I suppose. And, and my father's stuff, incidentally, so I mentioned he passed away in 91. I emptied his house in 95. It was only within the last six months that I finally took his stuff out of my basement in Chicago uh, and, and dealt with it. You know, and I've got to ask why, you know, part of it is, you know, a tendency maybe to pro- procrastinate, kick the can down the road. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting how a lot of people put things in storage and pay, you know, a lot of money to keep right. things in storage and then eventually, you know, get rid of them or the children get rid of them, you know, find a can get rid of them. Um, so, but part of it, I think, is our attempt to preserve, you know, um, you know, these artifacts of our history, um, mm-hmm. almost like our own personal museum, you know, comp- you know, uh, and and to carry that metaphor a little further, um, to preserve the stage sets on in which in, on which we grew up mm-hmm. uh, and the and the props associated with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I suppose there's value in that. But having done this twice, the second time I'm realizing uh, it's 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 time to let go of things like the little yellow table and uh, <laughs> just uh, preserve. Well, as we titled the show, you can't take it with you. That's right. But I think in the long run, I mean, I'm I'm still feeling repercussions because it's not even been a month since that's happened. My wife passed away five years, so I kind of sat on that scenario uh, before I really dug into it. But uh, there's, as each day goes by, there's a little bit more of a sense actually of relief that it's, it's, it's over. It's, there's, there's no going back to that. Those things are now have been moved to a certain place and or out of my life completely. And there's an acceptance that, that, uh, but just like anything else, 
it's still a process. There, there are good days and bad days when I, how I feel about it. But I think in the long run, Stephen, you will certainly feel better, as I'm sure you experienced from the first time. But from this time around, as, as time goes on, I think it'll get easier uh, for you. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And it's, it, and it's over. But, but it's over. But one thing that we do all take, you know, with us for the rest of our lives, which is most important, um, is not the stuff. It's mm -hmm. memories. Uh, it's what's in our you know, hearts, minds, spirits, and values. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's certainly not the stuff. <laughs> right. Do you feel, one last question, because I remember the, the, do you feel now as you empty out the home more and more that, because to me, there's a difference between a home and a house. A house is a structure. It's a vessel. A home is all of the energy and what happened inside of that of the yeah from from all the living beings in that home uh do you feel like right in front of you in those last several weeks you've been doing this is it going from a home to a house is it starting to feel less like a home to you or not that's interesting it it is it's it's gone through a metamorphosis mm -hmm. uh, that, that um yeah it's 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 transformed i, I said to somebody yesterday asked me would you live here you know the, i i do plan on returning to new york um mm -hmm. probably in a year or two the person said well why not live here and i said it's 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 mm, time yeah. to move on um right. but i that said today um i showed uh, i sent photographs to my wife uh things that i'm doing in the house that make it very very different and mm -hmm. to your point chris it's almost at this point more of it's a new house um mm. it's been redefined uh um and it's it it's it's still very much home but to a large extent it's it does feel like a new house yeah it's hey, Chris, you may have a, you may have a new client moving forward because that's right Stephen <laughs> is coming back to new york you may have to find an apartment for him to uh bring linda and izzy his his beautiful daughter who is a, a recent college graduate. Oh, congratulations. Now living, where is she? She's in Manhattan, right? Yeah, Stephen, she's in Chelsea. Chelsea right? mm -hmm. Izzy, my cousin. All my right. second cousin. I can't believe it. God, we're all getting old. <laughs> we're all middle-aged warriors. Middle speak for, speak oh. for yourself. That's right. Speak for yourself. But Stephen, uh, again, I want to say thank you so much for spending some time with us, sharing your experience, because I think it's something that a lot more people experience and struggle with, but don't even talk about it very much. But I think it helps sometimes. It's cathartic to to speak to other people and share this type of experience because it is sadly a fact of life, and it's a it's another chapter in terms of moving on and moving forward. But again, my condolences to you for your loss, and um, hopefully when you come to New York, we'll get to see you. Well, I look forward to that possibility, and hopefully we'll do that. Yes, thank you. And because I will speak to you soon, okay? Oh, sounds great. Great speaking with you guys. Thank you. Great. I'm so glad we had a chance to catch up, and thank you so much for joining us uh, on our podcast today. My pleasure. Wow, I thought you were a smart guy, but now I find out that, you know you're at the bottom had, end of the of the dream pool in the Steinhaus family. No, no, no question about it. He, you know what? Cousins. What was wasn't that the Patty yeah. Patty Duke song? Right, right. Yeah, yeah no, but, I come from I come from 
a really good stock of bright people. Mm-hmm. And somehow my brother and I ended up working in radio. Okay. <laughs> like the there bastard are, stepchild. There are always some black sheep. Business. There are always black <laughs> yeah. sheep in the family. But I uh, really want to thank Stephen for taking some time out because obviously this has been an arduous task in what yeah. he's doing. As And, you know, we've been talking about this now uh, on and off in the last couple of shows, but it was interesting to hear firsthand from somebody. And, and that home, he was talking 60 plus years of living there. And accumulation. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I mean, I, I, I yeah. cannot imagine. I mean, he started back in April, he was saying. So uh, and now it's early June. So it's uh, I'm glad he took some time because I think a lot of people do deal with this issue and sometimes panic and don't think they're ever going to get to the end. You know what? It it's why we've got junk was invented, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hate to refer to people's possessions as junk, but the truth is, you know, when does it become something of value? <laughs> when is one man's junk another man's treasure, right? Yeah. Well, you know, and again, it's it's all part of an experience of life that we have to go through at different times and different places with different people. Everybody's story is always a little bit different, but and I you ain't taking it with you. Yeah, I want to thank you for sharing that story. Any uh, last thoughts before we... We're going to actually uh, meet up a little bit later on tonight, for those of you who care, because <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> days later in years. But Rick and I are actually having a, a guy's night out dinner. Oh, my God, yeah. So we'll, The girl's got to work tonight. Yes, we'll see so what cheapo place we can come up bad. with. Valerie felt bad, and she said, see if your friend Chris is available. Maybe <laughs> you guys can go have you know, dinner. And I said, that would be great. That's, uh, I don't have to wait for Valerie to say I'm busy, so I'm happy to have dinner with you. <laughs> and by the way, this one's on me. Well, we'll see. Just for the record, in that case, no, I'm, I'm going to change. I'm, in that case, I'm going to change my mind when we're eating. But anyway, uh, that's it for me here. Uh, again, everybody, continue to listen. I, we're slowly growing our audience, but we need to grow and continue to grow on the Lee Podcast Network. It's Middle Age Warriors, Rick Summers, Chris Semino. Thanks for stopping by. Sunshine always. Middle Age Warriors was conceived by us, Chris and Rick, over a lot of glasses of wine, and I think we're going to move to tequila soon, Mm -hmm. over many, many years. Produced partially at the Semino Studios New York City office. Member FDIC, doesn't that sound impressive? I wish I was a bank. (laughs) Thank you to Zoom for existing. Executive producer that guy Chris Semino consulting producer IT advisory by Valerie Smaldone we were engineered by Chris a lot of stuff was written by me I'm Rick have a good one okay and we'll see you soon on Middle Age Warriors be good till good once again Middle Age Warriors brought to you by Bet Online music For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.